In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of Southern Fried Soccer. We're here in frigid Minneapolis, where Atlanta United has defeated Minnesota United 1-0. I'm joined, as usual, for my post-game analysis with Jason Longshore of 92.9 FM and SoccerDownHere.com. The only goal uh, was an own goal credited to Calvo. Uh, it came off a header by Hector Viaba. It bounced off the crossbar, off Calvo, and in. And from then on, it was pretty much hunker down. Yeah, definitely uh, hunker down, um, especially after the red card to Leandro Gonzalez-Perez. Second half, I mean, I don't remember an Atlanta United match where they, they grinded out a result that way. You know, uh, I think my line on the radio was that they parked the bus and slashed the tires. I mean, that's what it felt like. Yeah, there's sorry, there's ambient noise in the background. People are walking through. <laughs> yeah, it just it felt like, you know, one of those games where you're just trying to, to hang on and get out of here. And late in the match, I mean, Atlanta United did everything they could to get this result. It's one of those games that's ugly. It's, it's one that's not going to make the highlight reel, but it's one that might mean more than the last two wins. Yeah, I was having uh, a few memories of last year's game at the Benz that Minnesota United came back and scored mm-hmm. two goals in the final few minutes to, uh, to oh, win when, that when one. When they put seven minutes of stoppage time up, yeah. I had big flashbacks because yeah. that was the same. Uh, the win does come with a cost. Gonzalez Perez now cannot play against LAFC, which was red hot until the second half of its game against <laughs> LA Galaxy. Uh, Martino said after the game that he thinks Lorenowitz is going to be fine. His injury uh, to it was an ankle won't cause him to miss any games. Um, Parkhurst seemed to be okay. Garza's a shoulder. Martinez said he doesn't think that injury is going to cause him to miss any games. Uh, but I did ask him if Jeff can't play, but we know Leandro can't play, who's going to be at center back? And his answer was Jorge Thaler. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Hey, it can resign him. Yeah, he can uh, get one more appearance. Put in some performances for Argentina back in the day. Oh, yeah. Those old boys. Well, I mean, I think one answer was shown tonight by uh, the man of the match, Chris McCann. Uh, I mean, Chris McCann put on a, an epic performance in the mm-hmm. second half, uh, playing center back, which we saw for, what, about 20 minutes in the second half in Nashville, playing yeah. center back in the three-man setup. Um Great performance from McCann, and you know you have to feel pretty comfortable with him in that role. The other player is Miles Robinson, who's played two matches now with Atlanta United. Two, mm-hmm. two ninety-minute performances for him, a win and a draw for them. They they had a two-two result in Charlotte tonight. Haven't seen any tape from that, so I don't know. From the first week, I would have said he maybe isn't ready for it, but you might not have a choice. Yeah, I would wonder if they would choose 
Robinson or maybe Cochran, who does have a lot more you experience as a professional. You have to sign him to an MLS Yeah, but you have though. to sign him. That's the yeah. problem. I, I would agree. If, if you had either one, I think Cochran is, is probably more ready right now. But right. you got to make room for him right. in the roster somehow. That might be tricky. So, well, we'll just take Martino at his word and, and assume that Lerunowitz is can come back in and can slot in as a center back. Uh, and maybe Andrew Wheeler-Ominu will come in as defensive midfielder. Another strong performance. Yeah. Came on gave some energy late in the game. Another one who played last week with Atlanta United too, and I think that helped with the confidence a bit. Uh, let's talk about Leandro Gonzalez-Perez. Uh, the first yellow card he had to do, it was yes. kind of another mental Agreed. lapse uh, that Atlanta United's defense can have in little micro bursts. The second one I thought was just kind of silly. Yeah, I didn't get a great look at the second one and never had a replay of it. Um, off the ball, you know, out of bounds after as an Atlanta United throw in earned. I mean, I was, I felt like I was saying it repeatedly um, during the match where you're on the yellow early, you just had to be careful. And yeah. even if, you know, that maybe was a borderline yellow, he had had three or four fouls. Yeah, he up was to flirting that point. with it. I, I was tweeted that and I wrote with it. He was. I wrote he was a shoelace away yeah. on several tackles. I, I wonder if Martino would have pulled him at halftime if he had gotten to halftime, sitting on the yellow, and how close he was getting to it. But we don't know. We don't know. Um, but even, I mean, Atlanta United created a couple of good scoring opportunities in the mm-hmm. first half that they couldn't put away. But it reminded me a little bit more of some of the preseason games where they just couldn't seem to find that next gear. And it was against another team that really high-pressed them, which is kind of causing them a little bit of trouble. Yeah, it's it's a little hard to take a lot out of tonight because of the conditions. Mm-hmm. The wind made things difficult at times. Just the conditions, it felt like everybody was off a step. Um, you had Al Marone and Nagby coming in after 90 minutes on Tuesday. Uh, it just, No one was real sharp. Uh, Garza, I thought, struggled in the first half a lot with his touch. Um, yeah, everyone kept trying to do all these fancy chess passes and goofy headers and stuff that it's like you didn't need to do it. Keep it simple. They messed yeah. up a fast break because they didn't keep it simple and try to do something fancy. I don't know if they just had memories of the 6-1 last year and just thought this was going to be easy or what, but they, they just weren't right. All night. No, they weren't, and they were lucky that they were up against a team in Minnesota that just really struggles to create chances. The Minnesota desperately needs a creator. They, they desperately need a ten. They've they've added Darwin Quintero, and he's not a ten. No, he's not. He's <laughs> he's a great piece, but now he's either gonna play as a ten when he's not a ten, or he's gonna push Abu Dunlady or Christian Ramirez out of the lineup, or Ethan Finley out of the lineup. And they're chasing another left winger who would push Sam Nicholson out of the lineup. And I thought he was probably Minnesota's most dangerous yeah. player tonight. They, they desperately need a true number 10. They just didn't have any ideas in the final third. And pointing out that Ramirez was, I think, a top five scorer in mm-hmm. MLS last season. And Dunlady was a number one pick yep. in the MLS draft. And neither one of them may play now, which is weird to me. It's, it's very strange. I, I think they're probably going to just play Cantero as the 10 and and try to figure it out. It's it, I think they're hoping that it'll look like Carlos Vela looks like as a 10, where it's almost as a second forward for LASC. Yeah. Um, will it work? I don't know. But I, I feel like this is a, it's a much better team than they were last year. But they're yes. still missing that piece because against yeah. a 10-man team who just – 
you know, had nothing going forward in the second half, they couldn't break him down. Yeah, Abara was invisible tonight. He's, he's not a 10. He's a winger. And um, you've got 50 wingers, it feels like. I don't know why they didn't bring Ramirez on with Dunlady and pair them yeah. and occupy the center backs in the second half. But Because they went to Toy with, with the Ramirez late, and Toy's not the player there. I like Mason Toy a lot. I think he's yeah. going to be a good player in this league. But right now, he's most dangerous out wide in space. So let's look ahead at next week's game. Uh, <laughs> because be a fun one. it looked like it was going to be a really great game until Zlatan came onto the pitch for the LA Galaxy oh. and proceeded to whip them and spark the Galaxy to a 4 3 win. So we'll see how LAFC bounces back after being Zlatan, as yes. uh, Stuart Holden said on Fox today. Yeah. They were the darlings of MLS after their first two games, and suddenly they got exposed pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a team that's just absolutely wide open. When when you look at that team with, with four in the back, uh, Mark Anthony Kay, who's, who's done a good job as a defensive midfielder, even though he's not a defensive midfielder, Benny Failhaber, who's not really an eight playing the eight, and Carlos Vela, who's a forward playing the ten, um, that front four is dangerous, mm-hmm. and they're going to score goals. And I think they're going to score goals next week. But that defense is weak. And I feel like they're going to give up goals. And I feel like next week is going to be an absolute barn burner. I agree. But we're going to wrap this up because Jason has to go and I have to go. So this is a little bit shorter one. It was only a 1-0 game. It's really cold, y'all. It's, yeah, I, I, my man of the match were the 18,057 people who showed yes. up. And they were they were enthused throughout the game. It was fun to watch them, uh, considering the temperatures and everything else. Uh, how can everybody find you, Jason? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Longshoe uh, Soccer down here. I'll be back Monday, 9 a.m. BlogTalkRadio.com/slash/Soccer down here. And you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. You can find this podcast Southern Fried Soccer on iTunes. I've posted a free story on the AJC site, a longer story on the MyAJC site, my man of the match on the MyAJC site, the the numbers on the MyAJC site. I'll post this for free on the AJC site. I'll probably post a little short here when I get back to the hotel on the injury updates from Martino. And I hope that you'll subscribe to our paper, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, as we wrap up this 1-0 win for Atlanta United. It's third consecutive win, it's first shutout, and it's first win on the road this season. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.